Welcome back to How Not to Move Back In With Your Parents. It's Phil again. And it's still Spencer. Hey, Spencer. How are you? Not too bad. It's, it's been a little while. Um, yeah, I think it's actually nice outside. It's 75 degrees, something along those lines. It I'm is. sure the last time we talked, we were both wearing winter jackets. Yeah. <laughs> Probably pretty awful. Pretty cold. Uh, but we decided, you know, it's the end of the year. We probably should get back on this because we said we, we would at some point. Yeah. We'll do a better job. Yeah. It's just been busy around here. And not only are we back. That's what we call a segue. I see where you're going with that. I was setting you up. That that is pretty fantastic. So yes, as Spencer just alluded to, we are uh, joined by Stephen Wintermeyer, I think Director of Student Health Services at IEPUI. Uh, That is correct, Phil. Hi, Phil. Hi, Spencer. Hello. Now, I I should also ask, too, uh, because I've kind of just taken the liberty of calling you... (laughs) Stephen, but Dr. Wintermeyer, Steve, Stephen? Um, Steve, Steve is fine. That's okay. fine. Fantastic. So, well, we appreciate you being, uh, you joining us and actually, you know, you reached out to us initially to say that this, uh, what we're going to be talking about today is kind of an important topic and, and that is just kind of medical related things for students, whether it be insurance related, coming to the health services center, like all of that kind of stuff. It, it's something that definitely needs to be addressed because students don't necessarily know uh, everything they probably should about what's available to them. Um, I, uh, that's right. And um, I reached out to you because I, in my practice here up at IUPY Student Health, um, I obviously provide medical care to students, but I have been struck over the years as to the importance of students knowing more about how to be good healthcare consumers, knowing about uh, how to keep their healthcare costs down and how to use uh, insurance appropriately. Yeah, and, and I think that's, I mean, we were really struck when you reached, reached out because it's such an important topic. Like you said, um, you know, from personal experience on my end and Spencer, I'm going to guess you probably don't know too much about the medical insurance game. No, not really. Not at all. Uh, do you know what services are available to you as a student? Yeah, I mean, I've used our health services on campus, but uh, never known the whole ins and outs of it. And I think, too, and, I, and Steve, I think what we had talked about before is there's a lot of the, the lingo pieces behind it that I think could potentially be intimi- intimidating for students, um, you know, can kind of put them in a position where they don't want to access the health resources they have because they don't want to get caught in this, you know, lingo battle where they pretend like they know what's going on, but they really don't. Um, and, and in some respect, too, we see it the same with financial aid, where it just gets, it's so overwhelming and so daunting that, you know, students don't want to take advantage of the services they do have. Um, I think that's right. And I, I'd be happy to cover a few of the important terms of the the lingo of the i'll start start with some important health insurance terms. fantastic that's that's what i was hoping um, and some of the things that students may come across as they um, talk to a healthcare provider at, at a health center on campus or back home uh, or their parents um, one is simply what's called the premium uh, which is the amount of money an individual pays for an insurance policy uh, is typically quoted on a monthly basis, um, although um, in some cases um, it may be quoted for six months at a time or for a student maybe a semester at a time, um, or it may be quoted at a year at a, at a time. 
Um, so basically, the premium is the amount of money an individual pays to have that insurance policy. So, so for a student that's in for students that in co- that's in college right now, um, they may fall under their parents' plan, but if they're a financially independent student, so to speak, or if they're a recent graduate, like. It, is there any way you can estimate like how much you think uh, a person might have to pay per month for that type of thing? Um, that's that's a very good question, and it's it's hard to estimate. I I can give a a rough estimate. Um, a hundred dollars a month would actually be a pretty reasonable premium, uh, and then some some can be up to several hundred dollars a month, um, and sometimes higher. Some of the things that have a big impact on the premium um, include um, who's actually covered under the policy. Is it the student himself, period, one person, or is it possibly a student who recently got married, so a student and his or her spouse? Uh, Or for some cases, um, a little bit. Uh, for a little bit older students, maybe old graduating students or professional students, it could be for um, the a couple and their dependents, which could be young children. So obviously, um, if you add people to an insurance plan, that's going to increase the premium. Um, another factor in the premium is uh, what's called a deductible. There, there are policies that are called deductibles, um, which have a lower premium. And a deductible is a specified amount of money that an individual pays for his or her health care before the insurance company starts to pay its claims. In other words, a it's, it's similar to, uh, I think a lot of students are probably familiar with auto insurance. A deductible is the same sort of concept with auto insurance, where for up to a certain amount the uh, the individual has to pay the cost himself, um, and then once it gets above that, then the insurance starts to kick in. Yep, and and so too, I think just to make things a little, give a little clarification for everybody, the higher the deductible, the lower the premium. Correct. That is correct. Yes. yes. Thank you. Yep. So there's yeah. So for everybody listening, there's an inverse relationship between the two. Um, so that's why if you're trying to figure out ways that you could potentially lower your premium, you know, you could ra- one of the ways you could do it is to raise your deductible. So there's so, pre- premium and deductible. What else okay. we got? Another uh, important term is a copay, which is a fixed amount of money that an individual pays each time the individual sees a healthcare provider, um, and typically important things and in a typical range would be like 15 to 25 dollars maybe 35 dollars for a copay that's you know if you go in to see your physician that would be what you would have to pay now things to two important things to keep in mind would be um if a student um has and i'm going to open up another term here that's important which is in network and out of network Um, Insurance policies typically um, have a network of um, hospitals and doctors and nurse practitioners and specialists that are in their network. In other words, that insurance company or policy has made an agreement with those healthcare providers um, to have an agreement and a contract with the health insurance company. And going to an in-network provider uh, the individual pays less than if they went to an out-of-network provider. 
So there's big advantages, and there are certainly some big advantages under uh, the present uh, Affordable Care Act or Obamacare, uh, such as certain preventive services, such as vaccines or uh, birth control, are covered completely under insurance when they're obtained from an in-network uh, insurance provider or an in-network medical provider. So that's very important to go to uh, an in-network provider if possible. Getting back to the copay, uh, typically a copay is less at an office for an in-network provider. For example, it may be $25 versus 35 if you go out of network. Excellent. And, and so one of, the, one of the questions I have in there too, so if a student is falling under their parents' medical insurance and they need to have some sort of service provided them at the health center um, and they need to use insurance as a result, um, is it likely that the, the health center you know, here in Bloomington, up at IEPY, does that fall within network usually? Um, it it's important for the the student to to check um, with the particular health center. Um, the models are a little bit different um, between Bloomington and IUPUI, for example. Um, Bloomington um, is a much bigger health center than an IUPUI, um, and they have a lot of services um, that they can provide on site um, and at at discounts. Um, I they. Do accept um, insurance, but less insurance, fewer insurance policies than an IUPUI. But they they can do more on site um, than we can at IUPUI. Okay, thanks, Spencer. Were you in network when you went to the doctor? I don't think I was actually. Yeah. <sighs> well, no, I went to the health center on campus. Well, I know you did, but I think we're gonna have to go talk with your parents about your medical insurance yeah, situation and switch you over to something that's more in network. Or but you I have know to stop that getting the sick. health fee is another thing that kind of plays into using the health center, and I think that I think that helped me. That's fair. Yeah, that um, there is a health fee um, at Bloomington. Um, which allows them to do many services and provide very good care for students. Um, there is no dedicated health pay at IEPY, although we do receive some funds from a general fee that's a pay. Um, but that that is is a difference um, that Spencer mentioned. So, so if a, if a university has a health fee associated or for students, uh, for the most part, and obviously universities are going to differ from place to place, but for the most part, what would that health fee cover? Um, in in general, it would cover um, often some routine vaccinations. Um, it would cover cover um, often acute. Uh, visits for uh, things like uh, sinus infections, uh, strep throat, mononucleosis. Um, often it covers um, annual uh, exams for, for men and women, um, birth control. It depends um, on the particular health center, though. Um, I think the prudent, most prudent thing for a student, for example, at Bloomington or IUPUI to know what it, what is covered specifically at that health center would be to look at their website and potentially call someone. Yeah. But I mean, for the most part, like it would make sense if a student ends up paying a health fee um, and has access to these services, they really should be taking advantage of them because it's, right. I mean. Right. Typically um, for a college student who is at a university such, such as uh, Bloomington, a campus such as Bloomington, where there's a health fee, 
typically the first thing they should do when they're sick or need care is to go to the health center. It's convenient. They're focused on students. They're dedicated to students. Um, and there, there should be um, health care available there, um, either free at significant discount because of the health fee. A um, couple of the other terms um, that are important is um, out-of-pocket expense, which is basically the money that the individual himself or herself pays for the health care. And that may include the deductible which is, you know, their first chunk of money that they're responsible for, co-pays and co-insurance. And for example, if a student went to a doctor's office and will say the charge, the doctor's official charge was $100, but it was in network and the co-pay for an in-network visit for the student was $15, they would pay $15. Say they went for an x-ray to a hospital and got an x-ray. Um, and we'll say the x-ray costs $200. Um, typically, the insurance and in-network insurance would have a deal with the hospital where um, the insurance is discounted, the insurance charge is discounted to $150. And it may be that the student's only responsible for 20% of that. Okay. So the student might only pay $30 for something that ostensibly costs 200 um, and then the insurance pays 120 in that case. Okay. So the out-of-pocket cost would be the $30 for the student. Gotcha. And there's and yeah, and so there's like out-of-pocket limits as part of insurance right, plans right. too. There's uh, out-of-pocket limits or what's called the maximum out-of-pocket, um, and that's the uh, total amount that a student or patient would pay for a year, um, after which. The insurance covers everything. Okay. So, in other words, you know, an out-of-pocket cost might be, you know, five thousand dollars. So, if if um, the student is in the hospital for a prolonged period and the bill, um, actually, to be honest, it wouldn't take more than a day or so to reach five thousand dollars. <laughs> um, but um, the student would pay his share, um, and once that five thousand is hit, the insurance would would cover everything after that. Okay. So having a maximum out of pocket that is low is a good thing. Yes. You have to pay more for it in your premium, but um, if if you're comparing policies, a low maximum out of pocket is better than a high one. Yes. Uh, but it but it would be more expensive on a monthly basis if you did that. Yeah. Yep. Things being well, yes. Yep. So one of the one of the questions I would have in here too, because you kind of hit on something that I wanted to get your opinion on or get, get your thoughts on, um, is just this idea where okay, so a student gets hurt, they need to have an X-ray for it, but there's the potential. I mean, you know, part of the reason why our office exists is because student finances are becoming more tricky. So, and I'm guilty of this too, where. If I get hurt, I want to play it out for a while before I go see a doctor because I don't want to pay for the expense of something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and part and part of the reason why I don't want to pay for the expense of something is because I don't know what that expense is going to be. Like if you're telling me, oh, I have to go get an X-ray, I have no idea how much an X-ray costs, and I have no idea what to expect when I do that. Um, and I think that's you know that's part of the struggle uh, with students and in, in insurance, and really for adults in insurance is that. It's scary because you don't know how much you're going to be responsible for at the end of the day. So, 
somehow I just activated my Siri on my phone. I don't know how that just happened. Um, but so how? Well, how, how answer your question. She went silent, so I don't think she knows the answer either. So we're gonna have to we're gonna have to leave it to you to find out. How can uh, how can students navigate these waters appropriately so they know how much they can expect to pay for these types of things and how they can put themselves in a position where they're convincing themselves too? If something's hurt, you need to go get it checked out. Don't just delay it and hope it goes away. Uh, that's a very good question, um, and I have uh, sort of a two-part answer. One, the first question is sort of how how to know what something is going to cost. And that's uh, in the healthcare system, that is generally not easy to find out. Um, it's not like a gas station where you drive by and the, the price of gasoline is up um, in neon lights. So it's, it's not that easy. Fortunately, um, it's a little bit easier now and there are better tools. One good example is to go to the website for your insurance company. And I, I, I will use Anthem as an example simply because I'm employed by the university and Anthem is the insurer, the health insurer for the university. Um, I, I'm not advocating specifically Anthem over other insurances. Anthem, but, Anthem is not a sponsor of this podcast. Right. <laughs> right. Um, so, um, one can um, get into the um, Anthem website. If you're uh, insured by Anthem, you can get in. Um, and there are tools within the Anthem website where you can look um, for the particular costs of a, of a specific service. Um, so Anthem is one example. Other insurers do the same thing. And typically um, what you would do is um, look for a um, icon or something for, you know, cost comparison or services costs or something like that. And typically you need to know what type of test or service you'll want, like an ankle x-ray or a um, MRI of your knee if you're afraid of an ACL tour or some tear or something like that. Um, or, and typically you'll put in your zip code. So that the um, the um, website search engine can look in that particular um, zip code area, and and it's helpful to do that and do cost comparisons. And I certainly have done that um, in Indianapolis because I I get asked a lot by students who actually see me, and then we decide they need an X-ray of their ankle, for example. Um, and they will ask me where is the cheapest way to place to get it. Um, and based on doing an online search like this, I, I can give them some particular suggestions. That That's one helpful thing. Um, I'm going to go back to the sort of the first part of your question, which was um, a student who may have twisted their ankle or something like that wants to sort of wait it out before going in and seeing a doctor or getting an x-ray and just see if it can get by, get well on its own. A couple of other um, cheap options or cheaper options than going into the doctor would be some um, insurance sites um, have a toll-free number that you can call, and it's free, and you talk to a nurse. 
and you can describe your symptoms and they it's basically it's talking to a nurse over the phone and based on the symptoms the nurse can tell you if you really should need to go in and see someone as the parent of a three-year-old those nurse lines are the most amazing things in the world (laughs) yes the other thing i'll mention um is if if the student has a primary physician somewhere, that's great. Um, And if they've been seen at the health center, either in Bloomington or at IUPUI, um, I know that both uh, Bloomington and IUPUI um, have what are called portals, which is um, students that have been seen in the health center can use the portal and send a message to their doctor or nurse practitioner at the health center and ask questions. Um, I get questions frequently from students that I've seen, um, and it may be about something I've seen them in the past or something new, and it's an opportunity to um, say, hey, I have this new symptom that's been going on for so long. What do you think I should do about it? Um, and it's, it's a to get advice without actually coming in um, and a... Um, taking time out of your busy day to do that and be um, paying for a visit. Um, I'll just mention that typically um, the doctor or nurse practitioner who responds um, may not give much information if they've never seen you before. If you if the student has never been in the health center, the response is likely going to be come into the health center and see us because we don't know who you are. Uh, whereas if the doctor has seen the student before, he or she will feel much more comfortable giving a more definitive answer. Yeah, I mean, that that makes a lot of sense. So, Spencer, on your end, how are you, how are you feeling about medical and Well, costs? it's a little less scary now, I think. I guess I'm just wondering, you know, as a student, what things should we be looking at if for some reason I was financially independent and I need to find a plan, where should I start, you know, with that search? Um, two, um, my first thought would be, or question would be, if you, um, in, in the United States, we still have a model where most insurance is obtained through, through one's job or through one's specifically employer. Um, so knowing about the health insurance options that may be offered by your job would be the, the first, uh, step to do. Um, and typically there are different, um, options that employers offer that may vary in terms of this, you know, a bigger bigger network generally may cost a little bit more. A higher deductible would cost a little bit less, um, things like that. So doing some comparative shopping and as, asking questions about um, the health insurance policies available through your workplace would be the first step. Um, if that's not an option, um, Again, there, there's the, the healthcare marketplace through, um, through the, the government through the Affordable Care Act that that is that offers options okay. as well. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, I think Spencer, one day you may have to go that route since uh, you're in the media biz and oh, yeah. you may be doing things for yourself. That could be. Very well could be. So as, as we're kind of wrapping up here, um, anything else that, uh, of particular that's important for students to know um, as they kind of navigate uh, the medical things? That's not a very specific term, but the medical things while they're here in, uh, in college. Um, I, yeah, I, I'll mention... I'm, I'm a big proponent of preventive medicine and sort of keeping 
healthy people healthy. I obviously treat sick people that are not so healthy, but um, I love to keep healthy people healthy. Um, and obviously college students generally are pretty healthy, but I think um, I would stress the importance of um, healthy habits such as you know, exercising regularly, eating healthy, drinking responsibly, avoiding tobacco, um, safe sex, um, seatbelts, wearing a helmet when you're riding a bike, things like that, that they probably heard from their parents a lot. Um, but those are things that I, I stress when I, I see students here because I also see students who um, have illness if, if they don't follow those habits. And I certainly see older patients who are sick um, if they haven't followed those habit, habits. So um, getting into the you know good, healthy lifestyle habits is good in terms of keeping healthy and also obviously keeping your expenses down the road lower. That, that's the major secondary benefit of staying healthy. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's the big thing is that, yeah, if you are sick, don't delay things, get things checked out because certainly you don't want to turn that and in, turn that into a more long-term problem. That's going to cost you a lot more money down the road, um, which right. is, which is hard to see, you know, we're all wired to be short-term thinkers, but realistically you have to take a long-term perspective on some of these and make sure you're doing everything you can to, to keep yourself going for a long time. Absolutely. So awesome. Well, we appreciate you taking the time to talk with us about this. For now, if anybody has any questions, especially up at IUPUI, where should they go to? We, As I, I mentioned, we, we have our, our portal and uh, students at IUPUI who have been seen at the health center um, should uh, you know, be able to contact us through the portal. It's, it's actually easy to find. Um, our website is student health.iepy.edu and then there's a link right on the website to get into our portal uh, and then they sign in through the the IUCAS sign-in system and then they can send messages to us. Um, more general information and um, students who have not been seen here before um, can send us an email um, at healthsv h-e-a-l-t-h-s-v at iapui.edu, um, and that's answered by one of our staff.